0: Today is the 18th day of October, and welcome to the Coffee and Morning Prayers podcast. I invite you to pull up a chair, settle down with your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and join me in prayer. Now let us begin our day. Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning as now and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Come, let us adore him. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. Psalms for the 18th day, Evening Prayer, Psalms 93 and 94. The Lord is King. He has put on splendid apparel. The Lord has put on His apparel and girded Himself with strength. He has made the whole world so sure that it cannot be moved. Ever since the world began, Your throne has been established. You are from everlasting. The waters have lifted up, O Lord. The waters have lifted up their voice. The waters have lifted up their pounding waves. Mightier than the sound of many waters, mightier than the breaks of the sea, mightier is the Lord who dwells on high. Your testimonies are very sure, and holiness adorns your house, O Lord, for God and forevermore. O Lord, God of vengeance, O God of vengeance, show yourself. Rise up, O judge of the world. Give the arrogant their just deserts. How long shall the wicked, O Lord, for how long shall the wicked triumph? They bluster in their insolence. All evil doers are full of boasting. They crush your people, O Lord, and afflict your chosen nation. They murder the widow and the stranger and put the orphan to death. Yet they say, The Lord does not see, the God of Jacob takes no notice. Consider well, you dullards among the people, when will you fools understand? He that planted the ear, does he not hear? He that formed the eye, does he not see? He who admonishes the nations, will he not punish? He who teaches all the world, has he no knowledge? The Lord knows our human thoughts, how like a puff of wind they are. Happy are they whom you instruct, O Lord, whom you teach out of your law, to give them rest in their evil days until the pit of dug for the wicked. For the Lord will not abandon his people, nor will he forsake his own, for judgment will again be just, and all the true of heart will follow it. Who rose up for me against the wicked? Who took my part against the evildoers? If the Lord had not come to help, I should have dwelt in the land of silence. As often as I said my foot has slipped, your love, O Lord, upheld me. When many cares fill my mind, Your consolation cheers my soul. Can a corrupt tribunal have any part with you, one which frames evil into law? They conspire against the life of the just and condemn the innocent to death. But the Lord has become my stronghold and my God the rock of my trust. He will turn their wickedness back upon them and destroy them in their own malice. The Lord our God will destroy them. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Revelation to John, chapter 7, beginning at the ninth verse. After the servants of God were sealed, I looked, and there was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white, with palm branches in their hands. They cried out in a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures, And they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, singing, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these, robed in white, and where have they come from? I said to him, Sir, you are the one that knows. Then he said to me, These are they who have come out of the great ordeal. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For this reason they are before the throne of God and worship Him day and night within His temple. And the one who is seated on the throne will shelter them. They will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd and he will guide them to springs of the water of life, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day, all generations will call me blessed. A reading from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 10, beginning at the first verse. After this, the Lord appointed seventy others and sent them on ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself intended to go. He said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. Go on your way. See, I am sending you out lambs in the midst of wolves." Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, Peace to this house. If anyone is there who shares in peace, your peace will rest on that person. But if not, it will return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking whatever they provide, for the laborers deserve to be paid. Do not move about from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and its people welcome you, eat what is set before you, Cure the sick who are there and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not welcome you, go out into its streets and say, Even the dust of the town that clings to our feet will wipe off the protest against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, on that day it will be more tolerable in Sodom than for that town. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the deeds of power done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But at the judgment, it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? No, you will be brought down to Hades. Whoever listens to you listens to me, And whoever rejects you, rejects me. And whoever rejects me, rejects the one who sent me. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old, as it was in the beginning is now, and will be forever. Amen A reflection for Tuesday for the week of proper twenty four we continue our readings of the City of God by Augustine, Bishop of Hippo, year four thirty The heroes of Rome belong to an earthly city, and the aim set before them. In all their acts of duty for her was the safety of their country and a kingdom not in heaven but on earth, not in life eternal, but in the process where the dying pass away and the succeeded by those who will die in their turn. What else was there for them to love save glory? For through glory they desired to have a kind of life after death on the lips of those who praised them. To such as these, God was not going to give eternal life with his angels in his own heavenly city, the city in which true religion leads, which renders the supreme worship in the Greek letere, only to the one true God. If God has not granted to them the earthly glory of the empire, which surpasses all others, they would have received no reward for the good qualities, the virtues, that is, by means in which they labored to attain their great glory. When such people do anything good, their sole motive is the hope of receiving glory from their fellows. And the Lord refers to them when he says, I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. They took no account of their own material interests compared with their common good that is, the commonwealth and the public purse. They resisted the temptations of avarice. They acted for their country's well-being with disinterested concern. They were guilty of no offense against the law. They succumbed to no sensual indulgence. But such immaculate concept and construct they labored towards honors, power, and glory by what they took to be the true way. And they were honored among all nations. They impose their laws on many peoples, and today they enjoy renown in the history and literature of nearly all races. They have no reason to complain of the justice of God, the supreme and true. They have received their reward in full. Very different is the reward of the saints. Here below they endure obliquely for the city of God, for which they are hateful to the lovers of this world. That city is eternal. No one is born there, because there no one dies. There is true felicity, which is no goddess but the gift of God. From there we have received the pledge of our faith, in that sigh of her beauty while there is still on pilgrimage. In that city the sun does not rise on the good and on the evil. The sun of righteousness spreads its light only on the good. There the public treasury needs no great efforts for the enrichment of the cost of the private poverty, for there the common stock is the treasure of truth. But more than this, the Roman Empire was not extended and not to attain the glory of the world's eye simply for this, that people of this stamp should be accorded this very kind of reward. It has this Furt purpose that the city of the eternal city, in the days of its pilgrimage, should fix their eyes steadily and soberly on these examples and observe what love they should have towards the city on high, in view of life eternal, in the earthly city that has received such devotion for her citizens, in their hope of glory and in the sight of others." Let us consider all the hardships these Roman conquerors made light of, all the sufferings they endured, and all the desires they suppressed to gain the glory of others. They deserve to receive the glory of the reward for such virtues. Let this thought avail to suppress pride in us. That city, in which it has been promised that we shall reign, differs from the earthly city as widely as the sky from the earth. LIFE ETERNAL FROM TEMPORAL JOY, SUBSTANTIAL GLORY FROM EMPTY PRAISES, THE SOCIETY OF ANGELS FROM THE SOCIETY OF HUMANS, THE LIGHT OF THE MAKER OF THE SUN AND THE MOON FROM THE LIGHT OF THE SUN AND THE MOON. THEREFORE THE CITIZENS OF SO GREAT A COUNTRY SHOULD NOT SUPPOSE THAT THEY HAVE ACHIEVED ANYTHING OF NOTE IF TO ATTAIN THAT COUNTRY. They have done something good or endured some ills, seeking those Romans did not so much as suffered so much for the earthly belongings of the country as they already possessed. This being so, it is such a great thing that one should despise for the sake of the eternal and heavenly country. All the attractions of this earthly and present life, however beguiling, if, for the sake of this temporal and earthly country, Brutus had the strength to kill his sons, a thing which that other country compels no one to do? It is surely a harder thing to put one's children to death than to do what has to be done for the celestial country. To give to the poor the possessions which one supposed should be collected and preserved for one's children or to let them go if the temptation should appear to make the country necessary for the sake of faithfulness and righteousness. Happiness, whether for us or for our children, is not the result of earthly riches, which must neither be lost on us in our lifetime, or else must pass away from our death into the possession of those who do not know, or, it may be, of those who do not wish. To have them. It is God who gives happiness, for he is the true wealth of our souls. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. O God, the King Eternal, whose light divides the day from the night and turns the shadow of death into the morning, drive far from us all wrong desires, incline our hearts to keep your law, and guide our feet into the way of peace, that having done your will with cheerfulness during the day, we may, when the night comes, rejoice to give you thanks through Jesus Christ our Lord Amen Gracious Father we pray for your holy church fill it with all truth and in all truth with all peace where it is corrupt purify it where is it in error direct it wherein anything it is amiss reform it Where it is right, strengthen it. Where it is in want, provide for it. Where it is divided, reunite it. For the sake of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Savior. Amen. Ever living God, whose will it is that all should come to you through your Son, Christ Jesus, inspire our witness to him that all may know the power of his forgiveness and hope of his resurrection, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O God, you have made one blood all the peoples of the earth and sent your blessed Son to preach peace to those who are far off and to those who are near. Grant that people everywhere may seek after you and find you, Bring the nations into your fold, pour out your spirit upon all flesh, and hasten the coming of your kingdom. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation,